Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, uh, today uh, I invited a uh, few uh, experts in different areas. Um, Chaba uh, from Budapest, and uh, he's a great uh, copywriter and uh, YouTube ads expert. Um, Joanna from uh, Poland, as far as I know, now you are here, you are there. Uh, he's amazing with uh, Pinterest Organic, and she also helps a few of our clients. Sandy from India. Um, He's the co-founder of a great uh, Indian uh, agency. They focus on Google Ads. And as far as I know, you also do some SEO work. Um, and uh, Brian from the US who focuses on uh, Facebook ads. And uh, we share a few friends and we regularly refer clients to each, uh, to each other. So today our topic will be how to generate uh, traffic to your e-commerce store um in 2021 and i will ask uh, everyone to <clears throat> to talk about your area and uh, what do you think how this uh, channel that you manage and you are the expert of the channel how it can help uh, the the businesses um, the e-commerce businesses this year so <clears throat> this is the only one um, simple question today and uh, I asked Chaba to start. Please share your uh, thoughts about uh, YouTube ads. Sure. Thank you, Daniel. Welcome, everybody. Uh, the first thing I want to say about YouTube ads is that it's just one traffic strategy, right? So you cannot really neglect the other ones as well. Obviously, it's it's a good idea to start focusing on one in the beginning, but like it goes hand in hand. It can go hand in hand with Facebook ads, with Pinterest, with other Google ads as well. So uh, I don't want to create like a, an us versus them type of mentality here. But the thing that I like about YouTube ads specifically is that it seems a little bit like the the new wild west of online advertising at the moment. So a lot of things that have happened in Facebook a few years ago uh, are happening now in YouTube, in the world of YouTube and YouTube ads. So you have uh, less problems with, with compliance, for example. That's a big plus on average. Like obviously every single account is different. Every single campaign is different. But for, from what I've seen on average, you have like less problems with compliance, for example. The other big uh, pro with YouTube ads is that uh, you get different types of leads on average. So on Facebook, again, on average, most people are scrolling, you know, they're in the zombie state. They want to watch cat videos, dog videos. Uh, they might not know that they have a problem. Uh, if you're familiar with Eugene Schwartz's The Five Stages of Awareness concept, which is very important in direct response marketing and copywriting, then there are people who are unaware, problem aware, then they know that they have a problem but don't know about solutions. We have solution aware people who know that they, 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 there are solutions to their problem but they don't know about your brand specifically. Then there's the uh, brand aware uh, who's, who knows about you or product aware it's also called. And then we have most aware who like, they're just waiting for a discount. And the cool thing about YouTube ads is that you have high intent audiences usually who are there to either like research something 
to buy something or to learn something. And they go to YouTube usually with intent. And if they type a keyword in, then the pixel tracks that and um, you can target them via keywords or various other, other targeting methods uh, in, a, in, a, in a more focused state. And I'm not saying that they're gonna be necessarily you know, much warmer, but on average, they at least know they have a problem. Because if somebody types in how to get my baby to sleep, let's say, uh, and you have a brand which sells, I don't know, uh, let's just say uh, some supplements or, or something like that. I don't know, some little toy that gets their babies to sleep that also comes with a little like PDF, you know, checklist as a lead magnet. It's a great way to get your ad in front of the video that this specific mother or person would watch when they type in how to get my baby to sleep. And obviously, if you have a good script, it's way more effective to really um, connect with them emotionally and hook them emotionally. And that's what you want from a conversion perspective. You want to connect with their emotions, their pains, fears, hopes, and dreams, and then tease them something. And you know, the next step in the ad itself is just to get your lead magnet or get on your email list or specifically to the product, get to the product immediately. So um, there are a bunch of other like tactical things about YouTube ads, uh, which I don't really wanna cover now because we don't have much time for it. But I think one of the most important parts when it comes to YouTube ad is the script itself, is the copy. Because we've seen time and time again that it isn't production quality that's the most important part. It's the message itself. There's there are a bunch of videos. Like just imagine like the original Ty Lopez video that we, he made, you know, hey, here in my garage, you know, books, knowledge, stuff like that. Uh, one of the reasons why that was so effective is because it was like, a, a, it seemed very casual and natural. And obviously like that script was written by good copywriters and it was rehearsed and it was cut and everything, but it seems friendly. And um, what we found over and over again in the world of direct response marketing and uh, even media buying is that um, in most cases, you know, these, these selfie style videos can work really well. And there are tons of videos that have tens of millions of paid views on YouTube, which is pretty like they spent good money on it. Uh, and they're super simple ads. Like they, it's just a message or like for e-commerce, one of the great opportunities is that you can demonstrate your product in real life, you know, demonstration sells. Just think about Billy Mays, for example, in the so people in the US might, might recognize the name Billy Mays. He was this infomercial guy and he demonstrated everything. So that's definitely a good thing about it. And uh, the, the downside is that your script really has to be on point because otherwise people will click will click skip ad. And then um, it, it's not a problem because if you use in-stream ads, then uh, there's this 30 second uh, window in which you don't have to pay. So people have to watch at least 30 seconds of your video or click the link for you to be charged. However, click-through rates are super, super important for YouTube ads. Uh, they're probably one of the best predictors for your uh, campaign's performance. Uh, and they're also important for Facebook ads as well everywhere. But uh, what I found is that in YouTube, it's it's probably even more important. And because of that, I wanna just walk your audience through a very simple like four part framework that I use. And I actually have a mini course about this that 
we're going to have a link probably under this, under this uh, podcast yeah, episode. Sure. It's called the HERO framework, which stands for hook, emotional connection. The third is reframe and restore hope. And the fourth is offer. So how does this work specifically for e-commerce? Because it can work for anything. Uh, hook, obviously, you got you to gotta get people's attention, okay? You got to uh, catch the attention. And since we have this grace period from YouTube uh, in that you don't have to pay only after 30 seconds. And even if they click the skip ad button, you still don't have to pay. So it, it pays to be funny or to be polarizing or to really, really call out your audience. And you can be more aggressive here than with Facebook currently because there's less compliance issues on average. Okay, so this is the hook. It's very, very important, uh, especially if you want to like create that instant connection in people. Then you have the emotional connection, which is we know again, time and time again, that uh, persuasion is all about emotion. People buy based on emotion and then they justify their decision with logic. So it's important to either A, connect with a problem that they have. And this is also based on keyword targeting and stuff like that. Or if you want to go the greed or the desire part, the like way, uh, you can also build desire here. So either you create like you um, you uh, highlight the problem and agitate it a little bit, or you start showcasing your product and how it's different or how it's better, or you know just have little B-roll that shows your product in in good light. The third part is reframe and restore hope. And this is also something that uh, it's very important, especially for YouTube ads. And a lot of people don't, don't really use it. And what I mean by this is that people have a lot of false beliefs. And these false beliefs uh, prevent them from buying or converting or doing anything. It's, it might not be your product. It might be their belief about themselves. They, they might feel like, oh, I don't know. I could never do that. Or I could never imagine myself using this product. Or I could never imagine this, this brush, you know, um, being good enough to comb my hair or something like that. So it's really important to show how um, other solutions on, on the market, like, and also let's consider people don't live in, in a vacuum. They've seen a lot of competitor products out there before. So you immediately have to like either showcase how your product is unique by showcasing your unique selling proposition or your unique mechanism, let's say you're selling a supplement and then you have this one little, I don't know, molecule that instantly turns on a fat switch, fat burning switch or something like that. you got to say, just tease it, how your unique mechanism works. And this gives people a new opportunity, a new hope, just like with Star Wars, you know, the, the whole hero's journey arc, it's about new hope. And this is what gets them interested. Or, you know, if you... Um, if you want to go the, uh, if you want to like showcase your product more, then you can also talk about how, you know, this it's manufactured by a new nanotechnology manufacturing process or something like that, you know? And uh, again, it's just different. The aim here is for, is that people after like watching 30 seconds of this part, uh, they should say something like, wow, I mean, I never knew something like this was possible, or I never knew that there was a better solution to an existing problem. I got to check it out. And then, then comes the offer, which is basically, you don't have to overdo it. You just, you just give them the, the next step, really, the next step. So the aim is just for them to click, nothing else. You don't have to overdo it. And I would say the, the 
optimal YouTube ad in most situations is about like between one and two minutes or something. You can put in more content if you, especially if you sell something that has an information component to it. But in most cases, that should be a good starting point. And even VSLs should work. So in the in the supplement, I work in the supplement niche on, on some projects. And there you have like 40, 50 minute long form video sales letters selling supplements. And these are supplement funnels that have like $200 AOVs and uh, like people scale eight figure companies within a year with this, with these types of things. And even in those cases, long form VSLs can also work on YouTube ads, but it's usually a better idea to like, you know, have an email list. And it's no wonder, Danny, you and your company do email marketing because email is still one, the best channel because it's like you own your list, you can monetize it, it's a gold mine. So I don't know how much time do I have. I also want to respect others' times, but let me know if you have anything else to add. Thank you, Chaba. My uh, question to you, and I know you are also a great copywriter. Actually, Chaba was already in our uh, podcast last year as uh, and we discussed copywriting. So he has these two big topics. And what do you think, what are those products uh, which, or, or companies, niches, e-commerce niches, niches which uh, fit uh, YouTube as the platform very well and which are not? Um, um, yeah. I, I think it can work for anybody uh, as long as uh, the company tries to position itself for its product a little bit differently. So for most dropshippers, it probably would be harder to pull off, but for brands, it definitely can work. And also think about this, still like YouTube ads is still way underused by e-commerce companies. So by nature, yeah. you have less competition, which means uh, lower cost per click. And if your uh, click-through rate is good enough, then uh, you can make the, the, the economics of it work. Obviously, it depends on your backend funnel and stuff like that. Generally, you have uh, like uh, more expensive leads from YouTube, but they're higher quality. And I work mainly, like mostly in info products, info products funnels, uh, and there it really matters. Like even if you get the lead uh, at a higher price than with Facebook, but in many cases, since they are high intent, they're in the learner's mindset, they are more, much more receptive to consume your lead magnet, for example. And if they consume that, if it's like a free email course, then they're much more likely to buy your product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Chava. Very well, insightful. Uh, Sandeep, please share your thoughts about the Google universe. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Daniel. And uh, welcome everyone on the panel. So basically, uh, like Daniel mentioned, I run an agency in India and uh, we take care of the uh, Google part, mainly the Google ads for our clients. And uh, when you say Google ads, like, <clears throat> a lot of you know, like e-commerce has boomed in the last 12 months, like more than, you know, we expected due to the lockdown and everything. And we had the strict policies from the Facebook, a lot of ad account business manager ban, they are still banning unexpected results, unpredictable ROI. The Google is very different in that case. Google is uh, like, uh, like, like, you know, uh, like Saba mentioned, intent-based traffic is come on the YouTube because that's a search engine. So Google being the first search engines, you actually get the traffic that you are, that, that what people are looking for, which means we can target the very exact people who are looking for the very specific products or the solutions they have, or the problem, solution of the problem that they have. That means if, even if you are a dropshipper, 
where we are working with a lot of dropshippers we are working with brands also and what we have seen by utilizing the power of google specifically in the google shopping ads where the traffic is not that expensive because search ads are expensive we have seen that search ads go and average click more than $1 cpc while shopping ads we have seen the average cpc is like 40 cents or 0.35 cents or 50 cents which even if your store is at 1.5% conversion rate you still go with 2.5 or 3x or sometimes even 5x ros doing six figures or seven figures in a month so, but the most important thing with the Google is like optimizing your store, your website, and your feeds very nicely, keeping the guidelines in the mind, not doing any black hat stuff, and making sure that your customer or your website is customer friendly, which means the speed of the website, the content put on the product pages, the title, descriptions, tags. This this would be very much optimized as per the search queries because Google is all about the search traffic, which means the intent-based traffic. Now, recently, Google basically uh, started giving the more focus on the automation and the like bidding strategies, a lot of display placements, uh, like uh, more into the YouTube ads with the discovery campaigns and the remarketing campaigns. But what we have observed, it's not that mature yet. Still, the Google search and the shopping ads convert or does very well for the e-commerce store. So if uh, you have a new e-commerce store or an existing e-commerce store and somebody is not doing the Google ads, I recommend to start with the Google shopping at least because once you, if you, even if you have 10,000 products inventory or one product inventory, you just run the Google shopping ads and get the data. The once the data is there, you have to optimize your products. You have to optimize your feed. You have to optimize your campaigns, your building strategies accordingly. Then you can, you know, uh, scale the accounts. And it's not like, like you have to do uh, like $500 a day to start. <laughs> you can start with the minimum, like, 30, 30 bucks a day or 40 bucks a day and then gradually once the performance is there you can start improving the budget and the everything so uh, that that's what we have seen that google perform very very well for mostly in the in almost e-commerce niches but there are some e-commerce like uh, specifically in drop shipping when you test a lot of products and uh, you expect uh, you, you kill a product because the average order value is very less like 25 or 30 dollars uh, is the average order value and uh, you have to test 10 20 products a day to find out the winner so in such cases google shopping ads work if you uh, set up them properly and uh, there are also some products which are like high order value products like uh, we, we have some stores where we are selling products uh, which, which are like uh, you know value thousand dollar or five thousand dollar per, per product so in that case, we have seen Google does a very good job. They have a very nice CPA, but the, because like uh, Sava mentioned, there's a lifetime, there, there's a stage of every customer when they buy. It's the awareness stage, consideration stage, and the buying stage. So you have to craft your strategy according to that. You have to understand at what stage is your customer, what type of solutions they are looking for. And to start with, always go with the buying intent audience, the audience which is in the buying intent mode. They have done their research. And because Google provide you the tools, they provide you the facility to actually know your customer at what stage they are, because you can do the keyword research and based on the keywords, you can identify the intent they have. For example, if someone search for Nike shoes, they can be in the research mode, they can be in the consideration mode. But if someone search, you know, uh, like best cheap Nike shoes or the best Nike shoes near me or Nike shoes stores near me, that means they are more into the buying stage or like sports shoes. So people 
with the search queries you can identify at what buying stage they are and you can craft your campaigns accordingly so we mainly use this framework in our agency where we have this uh, e-commerce framework uh, for the google ads where we utilize the shopping ads search ads display ads discovery ad campaigns remarketing campaigns and at some extent youtube campaigns also so we had one uh, uh, like, like i would like to share one case study we had one specific client in the automobile niche uh, and uh, they were providing some auto repair related product so we utilize the youtube ads very well there like with the youtube ads we bought a lot of brand awareness we targeted the the keyword like sava mentioned the problem oriented keywords plus the brand competitors and from there we had seen like increase in the brand terms it's not like because the brand terms increased because of facebook or something but youtube drive drove a lot of brand awareness and which directly helped them to get the 10x ros from their google ads campaigns so like it's, it's all about your strategy it's all about your funnel what type of funnel you are going because if you're just throwing the traffic from google getting traffic is like easy it's, it's, it's not a big thing you can create the campaign set it up automated and it will be get but converting that traffic is the main job because you want profit at the end of the day that's what matters so it is important that we get first of all the quality traffic that and second that quality traffic convert at a good conversion rate and we have the good cpa so all these things is possible if we know what numbers as google provides you a lot of insights like bounce rates add to cart a lot of micro conversions and they have uh, they don't have these uh, you know the, the policies are also much easier to understand and uh, if you are doing everything good then there is no fear of suspension as well but if you are trying to uh, you know make a way around or want to use utilize use the google in some ways then obviously you will be get suspended but we have seen google more friendly their support is amazing they are their customer support is available they help you to figure out the stuff so yeah uh, like uh, we we, we that, that's that's our experience with the google because last uh, in the last 12 months we generated more than 150 million dollars in revenue for our clients which using the google ads only and we are google ads partner so they have this uh, partner programs where they reward their partner agencies so we normally match those objectives and we get a lot of goodies from google plus those standards and objectives so yeah uh, i think that's it and if you have any questions i would love to answer because i can go into the detail but again considering the time constraint i would like to keep myself short yeah thank you thank you uh, i have two questions so um is there any limitation because i i could hear this from uh, a few of our clients that if you have pop-ups on the website facebook doesn't like it they ban your account in certain in certain yeah. cases and and how about <laughs> google so pop-up is not like you uh, there are different type of pop-ups one is exit intent pop-up that works well there is no issue with it and uh, then some discount pop-ups or the pop-ups you get the genuine pop-ups they don't have actually big problems with it because we have clients which we are using and they do have these uh, pop-ups where they give discount together email ids they works well but if these pop-ups are hard to get rid of and they they make a bad experience the user bad experience then obviously that will be uh, given a red signal we usually recommend to give exit intent pop-up instead of giving it in the first two seconds or three seconds because exit intent always work the first intention of the user is to come and know the information instead of getting any discount or something exit intent matter because they have done their research they have found the information now they want to exit so that's a that's a chance where we can give some pop-up by giving some discount or referral and we can get them back mm -hmm. yeah 
Thank you. And uh, the other question is uh, Google Shopping. So um, how, how about the limitations of, of that in terms of uh, location? So in certain countries, I think it's not enabled. Um, yeah. I, I remember I, I could see this first when I was in the US that this thing exists. Uh, because back then we didn't have it here in Europe or Eastern Europe. So Yeah, but now I think in most of the countries in Europe, it's available in Germany, France, Italy, uh, Spain. I think it's available. Most of the European countries, UK, it's available now. But yeah, it's, Google Shopping is limited only to specific countries. Uh, but I believe all the major countries, uh, because we have clients from UAE, we have clients from uh, Europe, uh, a lot of clients from the Europe and US, UK. So all those clients are, uh, are working good with the Google Shopping. In fact, you can use the same Google Shopping account with multiple feeds for the multiple locations if you have the locations and the, and the support to give the returns and everything mm -hmm. there. So that works well. Only the limitation, the, the, the thing that is coming right now is the suspension of the merchant account. And it comes when you start a new store if you already have a store and you already have some transactions and data and everything is integrated like analytics and SEO is done, if some kind of history should be done of the account, then there would be no issue of the merchant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But dropshipping yeah. stores, for dropshipping stores, the merchant suspension is a big, big issue right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Joanna, please share more about Pinterest. I just was able to rename my uh, <laughs> my avatar. Uh, so when it comes to Pinterest, mm, I would definitely like see the correlation like with all the other platforms, obviously, because Pinterest is not a place where you put information, right? So you don't create a YouTube ad, you don't create um, you know content on your site, you don't create content for for Facebook. You already have to have all those things in place when you want to start using Pinterest organic. Uh, to help you drive more traffic to to your site. Um, similarly to like you, YouTube and um, and Google, people who come to Pinterest they come searching for stuff that they want. They want to solve their problems. They want to find solutions. They want to find out more information about the product that they want to buy. So they're very problem aware and they just you know they they just are willing to spend money on something that's gonna be most uh, useful for them, right? Uh, so that's basically what we do. We help uh, clients find where their buyers are. Uh, that's what we focus on when it comes to, you know, the keyword research, uh, where those, where, where we can find those buyers. Uh, obviously, Pinterest, I would not recommend like to start with Pinterest when you are like starting a business, but when you already have an established business. And the reason is, you know, with ads, you can get clients right away, right? You show content to lot, lots and lots of people. Um, who are you know predefined people you 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 know who who more or less is gonna gonna see your ad with Pinterest it's better when you already have the brand established um, the reason is when they come to your channels right they want to see basically whether uh, whether you're not a scammer whether how, how long it's gonna take to deliver the product right whether the product has four or five star reviews right because they they want to make a purchase um, so I would definitely recommend Pinterest for for brands that um, are already on the market for some time, who are seeing very good results, and they just want to scale. They just want to get add this additional uh, platform to, to their portfolio. It's not the best idea to start to using Pinterest when um, when you're not producing any results, when you don't have you know customer results, customer uh, re referrals, or stuff like that. 
uh, because it's gonna be way harder, you know, to, to convince someone with like those organic methods that, that you are the best, um, you have the best product for them. Uh, so the best way to, to start is when you already have established business and add it as, you know, as this, um, the, the, it's like a the diversification, right? Where those clients are coming from. So that, that's, that's what I would definitely recommend. But ask me questions, that would be probably easier for me. <laughs> Uh, you're muted, Daniel. Sorry. How how does it work? Tell us more about the technical things. Technical things. Um, so basically, with Pinterest, is 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 just gonna be like two uh, two things. First, you need to have a proper setup of your account, and then you have to consistently maintain the account. Uh, the setup is very very important part. It takes you um, several hours to to set it up. It's um, it's a process that, that you have to go through, right? Because when you are starting on Pinterest, you probably don't have any audience. Uh, no one knows you. Pinterest isn't going to show your content at the top of search results, right? So you need to build that. So like the, the way I do it for with my clients, uh, we basically go through those four stages. First stage is we are creating an attractive profile, profile that's going to only attract, uh, you know, our potential buyers. So we build this profile. We do not really add your content your product at the very beginning so it doesn't work like those other platforms right when on instagram you can show your product on youtube you can show your product on pinterest you don't start with that and the reason is like no one knows your product no one's gonna no one's gonna see it because you don't even have followers right so with the organic methods it, it works a little bit different so you need to think of pinterest um your pinterest account sort of like an encyclopedia for your ideal customer. They need to find all the information. They need to see you as an expert in the area uh, who you know, knows everything about the topic. Uh, that's how you are able to later on grow the audience. You don't need to grow the audience to like a millions and millions of followers. It doesn't work like Instagram. It was the other way around. Uh, in my case, I only had like 200 followers where my account was reaching million people already. 10,000 people were ending up on my site. So those kind of numbers do not uh, show up on any other platforms, right? If you want 10,000 people on your site with Instagram, you probably need like a million followers because maybe 10,000, maybe 100,000 would open your Instagram story and then how many people will swipe up? So it works completely different. You need to put way more time into growing those other platforms organically whereas with Pinterest, you just need to know how to do the stuff that will uh, help you show your, uh, help your, the, 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 the algorithm understand okay this person like only shows this content people are interested in it uh you, you know it attracts certain audience uh it's very important when when you're creating like a business account you only focus on the business account right so you don't post like you know uh, food recipes you don't post you know stuff how you want your mansion to look like right or, or the car that you like you, you don't post this kind of stuff because it doesn't make sense and it's gonna uh show the algorithm that okay this is not a professional account so uh mm -hmm. we're not gonna push that content but as long as you are saving content that's useful for your clients that answers their questions when people start engaging and start following you because you know you are basically the expert and then once this this whole thing grows right so people start following you people start engaging with the content that you have so like you have the right people uh following you you have the right people finding the content that you are sharing only then you can start your start promoting your own content and the best way to do it is basically so like respond to people's questions like everyone have objections for for anything you know people are like very uh very very distant they don't want to like put money even if it's small amount of money and right? even if it's like a stupid thing for like 20 30 dollars 
they always they always overthink most people overthink like even the smallest purchases so the more information you can give about the product uh like for example i have a client they they produce like uh harnesses leashes for dogs and stuff like that right if you think about who is the ideal customer what are they going to search for right they're going to search for what is the perfect leash for to to take for, for a small dog know how to measure a leash for a big dog stuff like that that that's only gonna be queries that that are gonna come from potential customers right someone who's on the market who want to buy a leash so they want to use it while well, they want to buy a proper product um and you know you, instead of writing content that may be useful for them like i don't know 50 ideas for names for dogs right it, it may not convert that way yeah you can get people on your side because that may be interesting for lots of people, but there are those people where are not probably going to be customers. So it's very important to you know create content strategy of like what the type of things you can create in order to bring the right people to your site. And obviously, once they're on your site, then you can do all those other things, right? You can target to get them with YouTube, with Facebook ads, with Google ads, all those other platforms where they keep seeing you, keep seeing you, keep seeing you. And another important thing. Because I know a lot of people don't want, like people are very, very resistant to, you know, start Pinterest because mainly it's because they don't use it, right? But you have to remember that there's 400 million people who are using Pinterest on a daily basis. And a lot of people who end up on Pinterest, they started their search on Google. Actually, 30% of all searches that people who go to Pinterest, they put some query on Google and 30% of them like ended up on Pinterest because, you know, the uh, the boards, the, the keywords that 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 people have created uh that that that's where the, the searches are going and especially for when you do like google image search that's like 80 90 percent of the images you're gonna see in google search are from pinterest so you click on that you're immediately on pinterest you click once again and then you are on uh on the site and important thing is like the site doesn't have to be a website right it doesn't have to be a store it can be your instagram account it can be your youtube account it can be your facebook account that you have for your brand and for the product and even that can be you know if you have like influencers who are talking about your product using your product promoting your product you can send customers there because that even sells better right because someone else talking good about your product is always gonna be more trustworthy yeah 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 thank you joanna um brian about facebook ads all right facebook ads. <laughs> god <laughs> thank you thank you um so first of all i just want to say thanks Daniel, for inviting me this econ panel especially with um youtube geniuses pinterest as well as google as well um can everyone hear me clearly everyone's good yeah all right oh can you guys hear me clearly yeah yeah yes okay cool so i mean um I mean, first of all, let me give you guys a little bit of background about me. So I've been in the agency space right now for about three years, been media buyer for five years. I started out just like with every, any other media buyer, drop shipping, et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm at the point with Facebook ads that, I mean, essentially I grew from just a drop shipper to someone who's done Facebook ads for Tony Robbins, Jason Derulo. Now I'm actually working with the Joe, the Joe Rogan on it brand, which is actually pretty cool. Um, so essentially I have a lot of knowledge when it comes to Facebook ads. So one of the biggest things, um, that I want to talk about is, is for example, is a lot of the cam campaign structures and ad systems. So I, every time that I take on a new client, I see the ad account and I see disorganization, like disorganization all over the place. You know, like for example, you're over here trying to find 
winning ads and you're, you're seeing this, you're seeing that, you're just like, well, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> you get I me? Mean? And as well as you guys see like, uh, maybe you find like a proven audience and you're just like, well, how come they didn't do this? Or how come they didn't do that? So I want to talk about more like uh, organization. So for example, um, when you're starting to run ads, let's call it phase one, for example. So let's just set up one campaign structure, right? And let's put it on the ABO level. So you put on ABO level and let's just call this campaign just strictly for testing purposes. So then what you want to do is this. It's just that let's just get 20 different ad sets and let's put it at five bucks each. Why $5? I'm not saying that you're gonna get a purchase or anything like that. You just wanna get some level of traction. You wanna see that you wanna get some out of cards. You wanna see you getting some skin in the game. So literally this campaign is just meant just for testing purposes. And then what happens here is this guys. It's just that once you start seeing some out of cards, once you start seeing like a little bit of something and honestly you just have to give it a day, maybe even two days if you want to. Then from then on, then from then on, what you do is that you get you get whatever ad sets, then you duplicate that into another campaign. And this campaign, let's call it phase two. So phase two campaign is like, let's just let's just see as um, you're trying to see there's winners. Now you're at the point where it's just like we're still talking about ABO, we're not CBO level. Now on the ABO level, now you're increasing the budget to like let's just say 15 bucks a day. 20 bucks a day, I mean, sorry, 20 bucks per ad set, right? So then here is like pretty much on this specific campaign. Now you're trying to see exactly which one has purchases, which one works, which one doesn't work. And you're able to find the winners just like that, right? And then essentially from there, from there, then you can take it to, um, if you want to continue scaling, then of course you can duplicate the ad set and then put it into a new campaign, you start scaling like that. So that right there is just giving you like little fundamentals and just pretty much on just like, just kind of like organization aspect on phase one, phase two, and then phase three. And then of course, you can do the same thing on the CBO level too. So on the CBO level, you can also do the same thing. It's just all about just, you know, just having like an organization flow of things. And another thing too, that I wanted to talk about especially e-com related is a lot on the creatives. And then I didn't say creatives is definitely a big thing when it comes to e-commerce. You know, you could have like the best, you know, whatever ad strategies in the world. You could watch so-and-so course about this, this and that, but your creative sucks. It's not going to work. It's not going to work on the image level, on the video level and on the ad copy level. All three needs to be pretty much on a high level. If it's not on a high level, then it's not going to work. I've seen people that they go on, say you're a dropshipper, you go on Alibaba and then you just get those videos and you just copy and paste this, this and that. And you expect, well, why isn't this working? Well, maybe because the video, maybe the video's not good. Maybe your ad copy is not good, but you're able to see these things on certain metrics, like the CTR, for example. Here's like a pro tip guys. If your, if your CTR level is under, let's just say 1%, if it's under 1%, it means that your creatives doesn't work. Point is simple. It has nothing to do with the product. It has nothing to do with, oh man, there's so much competitors in this niche. No, it's just a, it's just a creative. And then you have to figure out a way to make the creative work. So 
here's one of the things, um, especially creators I want to get into. One, I want to start with the ad copy. So for example, there's a reason why that you see a lot of people that they put emojis all over the place and they kind of put benefit, benefit, benefit. The reason why and the background behind that is that you're pretty much telling, you're like giving people, telling people why is your product superior than others. It's not because you're naming the benefits of the product, but you want to say, why is it superior than others? And that way it helps out the prospect, the potential customer choose you at the end of the day. So I want you to get that right off the bat. And then at the same time, you want to tell people that essentially you want to tell people to make them believe what you're saying is also works and is also truthful. People respect honesty. They love honesty. So that's just one of the biggest things too. And another thing is like another like side secret, um, especially this also copywriters too, is that there's like a trigger word that secretly persuades people. And honestly, one of the things is the reasons why behind it, but the secret word is actually the word because. And it's like a scientific fact. I was actually reading this the other day. It's pretty interesting. So here's the reason why the, the, that the word because is like the, one of the most powerful persuasive words in copywriting. So imagine that you're in the line of, um, you're in the line of a copy machine. So you're in this copy machine. I mean, you're in the line. And then let's just say that you want to tell the person, hey, can I skip you? Um, can I skip you because I only have five pages? So the person would be like, oh, you only have five pages? Okay, no problem. But you said the word because. But if you say a different way that you're just like, oh, um, can I skip you? You know, it's not going to work. You got me? Why? Because that word because. That word because is super powerful on its own. And that's one of the biggest things that I've been doing with my econ clients. I've been adding the word because in it on the ad copy. And I even been testing out and adding the word because in the headline. And it's been pretty crazy because split testing that alone, I've been seeing like huge jumps in ROAS and conversions in place just by adding that word. So honestly, I advise everyone out there to start using the word because in it. It's very, very powerful. Um, another thing too, session creates is um, when it comes to videos, videos, I understand there's definitely multiple different things you can do. You can do unboxing videos, testimonial videos, you can show like how you how your videos work and all those things. You know, I could go more in depth in that, but just most importantly, it's just like, I guess the fundamentals of it, it's just like make sure that the video is HD or 4K related um, content and just make sure that it just explains the product, the benefits, and there's a call to action. And then most importantly, and then the cool thing behind this is just that everything I'm saying to you right now, you could test this in the phase one campaigns where everything's meant for the testing purposes. So, I mean, that pretty much, um, that pretty much summarizes what I just wanted to say right there. So more of the campaign structures, the ad systems, and then of course, a little bit about the creative sites. Yeah, thank you, Brian. And do you, do you find this true that Facebook is becoming more... Um like uh, easier in a technical you know technically um, you know the technical setup and it focuses more on the creative so I heard this from uh, one e-commerce guy the other day that 
um, he has a person who's who's a Facebook expert, but not really an expert. You know, he he just uploads good quality videos and they convert quite well uh, without any super technical setup. So, and and a few years um, earlier, it was different. There were very um, you know, it was very technical as a platform. Well, you see, here's the thing, though. It's just that Facebook is all about the user experience, right? So yep. the user experience is also a big thing. So that's why when it comes to e-commerce, everything goes hand in hand with each other. You have to have some kind of like fundamental strategies in place, but you have to have your creatives on point, too. Of course, if your, your, your creatives are, let's just say, amazing, and your campaign strategy is a little bit down here, then everything just kind of like balances out at the end of the day. You get me? But of course, since everything's user-friendly, it is definitely more, let's just say I'm gonna give a slight edge on creative dominance, especially on the e-commerce side. Info products is actually a little bit different. Info products is a little, info products is more ad strategy side and creative is just a little bit, kind of like basic straightforward, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're able to get away with things, but your creative has to be on point. That's just the biggest thing, though. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, thank you, Brian. So we went through all uh, all of the channels and uh, we are out of time. So um, thank you, everyone, um, for sharing all of these secrets with us. And uh, we will put the the links of your companies and your social media profiles into the description of the podcast so everyone can uh, reach out to you and everyone can find you and uh, stay tuned because every week we come out with a new podcast episode in the ecom show and uh, thanks again everyone thank you bye everyone thank you bye-bye Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.